I wonder what his morning routine's like. Do you think his coffee maker wakes him up, or do you think he wakes his coffee maker up? Welcome to Name Image Likeness, the podcast dedicated to covering the NIL world. I'm Wheeler. And I'm Chrissy. We serve on the NIL compliance team at VictoryFi. VictoryFi provides on-demand life skills training workshops, contract disclosure toolkits, and entrepreneurship opportunities to collegiate athletic programs and student-athletes. So, big Wheeler, <laughs> big news, we got a press pass. We got a press pass. Woo-hoo-hoo. So we're recording this. We have had a long day. We just had to redo our intro, um, but <laughs> we had a pretty exciting day. We attended the NCAA special convention as a member of the press, which was really, really awesome. You know, the uh, the criteria, we're doing, I mean, we're, we have some podcasts. We're on episode, this is eight or nine right now. We're doing great, but. We're in, the, we're in the press. Yeah, wow. So meet the press, everybody. You're talking, you're talking to us right now. <laughs> um, so this was really neat. Um, we attended this. We're recording it today on November 15th. This episode will come out on November 16th. But this was uh, a convention that was centered around the new graft, the new draft constitution that the NCAA has developed. Um, the convention was scheduled to allow the, you know, approximately 1,200 member schools a chance to discuss this new constitution. And, you know, Wheeler, despite yeah. what Mark Emmert asserted during kind of the press, the time after the convention, um, you know, really all of this kind of got started after the NCAA v. Alston, you know, after the ruling was against the NCAA. And that really kind of kicked NIL off in general. And now the NCAA is looking at its constitution and has decided it needs to make some some key changes to allow for a lot of things, including NIL. Which- yeah, that's not what Mark said, did he? He, he didn't say that. But uh, I, I mean, he's probably doing some technicality here, right? He's like, <laughs> I didn't, they didn't start it. We, we started thinking about it earlier, but that, that surely was a motivator, you know, it had to have been. <laughs> exactly. So I guess, um, do you want to start? Do you kind of want to talk about how... The format, you know, it was divided up into different chunks. Yeah, and all sure, that sure, no problem. Um, this is actually, I, like Chrissy was saying, it's our first time kind of dealing with this, and it's a special convention, so it's uh, new to everybody. And so, how this worked was um, they had two. The, the convention was broken up into two chunks, and um, you know, divided by lunchtime, of course. So, each division had a business meeting where members of schools were uh, of each division were presented with all six articles contained within the draft constitution. And so, we're going to go over those, so don't you worry, yeah, we'll members touch, of the audience. <laughs> definitely, yeah. We'll, we'll touch base on those real shortly. Um, so the first part was kind of going through the six articles of the constitution. And, um, and then afterwards of the first section, each group could ask questions and discuss concerns or support. Um, also, it was really kind of cool seeing this. Me and Chrissy enjoyed it. Uh, the polling was done throughout the session to gauge support for each section. Um, around 1,800 people attended the sessions, and that mm-hmm. was even at the end of the day. So yeah. I think even in the morning session, they didn't mention it, but I mean, I, was I don't more. think it was that much more, but yeah, but probably still, I think we had 2,500 on there. Well, you know, we just, we had to laugh, and the name of this episode is The Polls Will Close in Five Seconds. And the we, Polls Will Close in Five <laughs> Seconds. We really um, thought that was pretty funny. We we attended the Division One session, and at the end, you know, it, they would take a straw poll just, and we'll kind of talk everyone through that. But whenever they were wanting to let everyone know that the polls were ending, they would always go, the polls will close in five seconds. Yeah, what a heads up. <laughs> Very dramatic. You definitely had time to put in your answer. <laughs> it, it was funny. And yeah, the five seconds was, 
like a hard five seconds. It was a hard five seconds. He was it, counting down. It was, it was, was 4.999999. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so we learn more about the NCAA Constitution Committee, which was actually what was created to draft these big changes that we're going to talk about. Um, and also just a little bit more to provide a timeline. So really, today's session... All the schools were provided a draft of the Constitution before the session. They got to come to this session, discuss any questions, you know, whatever they want to talk about. Uh, they had some straw polling that occurred during the session. And then following this, there's a survey that each member school gets to respond to. And they have, I think, like five days or so to respond. Then in December on the 16th, um, the NCAA Board of Governors will actually meet to vote on the legislation. And earlier in December, there's going to be a little bit more discussion from the member schools as well. But the actual vote by the Board of Governors on voting on sponsoring this legislation will occur on December 16th. And then it will be presented to the member schools in January at the annual meeting. So if everything moves forward, that's kind of where it would go from here. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks for breaking that timeline down. (laughs) No uh, problem. (laughs) Well, you're also, uh, do you remember, actually, I'm going to quiz you. When was the last time the Constitution was updated? So to kind of give everybody a background, do you remember that Ooh, time? I believe it was about 25 years ago. Is that yeah, it? so don't hold us to it. But I, I do remember 25 was the number. As and a member of the press, I took good notes. Okay, so <laughs> you heard it here first. The press reports. 25 years ago was the last time they updated it. And so think about what was around then. I mean, uh, so to kind of put a date on how old we are, um, I mean, we dial up internet, maybe. Mm-hmm. Do we have like... Like AOLs are kind of going on and playing I mean, Slingo. Yeah. So I don't know. I couldn't access any of those things. Too young. It's time to get updated. I mean, if we're doing name image likeness and mm-hmm. we're trying to take advantage of the social media era that didn't mm-hmm. exist. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's like. It's it wasn't due. even a thought. Yeah. It was The due. way student athletes are acting. So this, this is way overdue. This is mm-hmm. definitely, yeah, a good, good move for them. Um, do you want to talk about SAC? <laughs> yeah. We'll, <laughs> we're talking a little SAC here. Um, we heard from a member of SAC, um, the Student uh, Athlete Advisory Committee, SAAC, shortly um, known as SAC. Um, fantastic naming choice by that group. Um, we'll move on from there. I'm done with it. <laughs> uh, we also heard from Ryan Cassidy. So he was the, uh, the former student athlete at Rutgers who was there representing um, SAC. And I kind of looked the stats up just because it always kind of interests me to kind of look at these student athletes and see um, – you know who who kind of gets into the stuff afterwards because mm-hmm. a lot of this the, a lot of the stuff they were talking about they're going to have a lot of student influence they're going to have student influence in the board that was a big forward. part of the constitution that's current students mm-hmm. and then former students they had mm-hmm. something like every four years you have to have like uh, at least one former student athlete on the mm-hmm. board and so how they find these these student athletes is going to be really interesting but um, yeah I was looking I was looking up Ryan's stats and uh, I mean unless I was wrong I. I I didn't, you know, look too deeply into it. I don't think he played very much at Rutgers. I don't think he recorded any stats. But what he did was he was the the sounds like a student athlete to its finest. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. he's a super smart guy. He, he was really great to listen to. Um, but he didn't get many touchdowns, that's for sure. Or maybe that could be a Rutgers problem. I don't know. Oh no! <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so the mission of the 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 National Student Advisory National Student Athlete Advisory Committee, the SAC is to in, in, uh, enhance the total student-athlete experience by promoting opportunity. Um, really big, protecting student-athletes' welfare and fostering positive student-athletes' images. 
So their player safety was a huge thing coming up, and um, and we'll kind of I guess we'll talk, talk touch it in the articles a little bit, but the player safety was a huge deal, and um, kind of like who's going to have the blame, mm-hmm. you know, or, or who's going to have the responsibility? I guess blame's not it. I mean, mm-hmm. You want everybody to be healthy, but you know, is it at the uh, the conference level, the institution level? It's kind of interesting to kind of see how they're approaching that. Um, so, but not just Ryan, there are other SAC members involved during the drafting of this new constitution. And, um, the SAC members held town halls with student athletes across the country to ensure that all voices were heard. I think that is so neat. It's really cool. And so we, like we mentioned, and we're going to kind of go a little bit more into the sessions in a second, but, um, we heard from Ryan, he was the representative that was in the D1 session, but the week or the day Oh my gosh. The day was broken up into division one, division two, and division three sections. And so different sessions heard from different members of the SAC. So, um, right. That morning session. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, we heard from him, but others heard from others. I wish we could have heard some more, um, know. you know, like, I wish we weren't limited to just that one. Mm-hmm. I wish we had more press passes. <laughs> Um, you know, a few other key things to note just in looking at the Constitution. And this is actually really highlighted more in the memo. Um, and I, some of these, some of these facts I didn't see as detailed in the actual Constitution, but just a few key things that really everyone wanted to highlight within this discussion is that one, the Constitution itself is smaller than the current one. It's about a fourth of the size. However, I brought this up, Wheeler, to you earlier, but it really is double space, so it's not even really that long. It is. No, they cheated. <laughs> they they did the old like cop like control F, find the periods, <laughs> and like change it from a size twelve times New Roman to like size thirteen and you a really half. You really hit that assignment. Yes, Dude, I that, did. That will add two that full will pages. Add, yeah, that will add. <laughs> um, but you know, so but it is reduced in size, and um, also the board of governors is reduced from 21 members to nine members. And then finally, another thing just that we kind of thought was interesting, again, we mostly looked at this from an NIL perspective, but we just thought these things were also interesting. Um, Student athletes are also, you know, in various capacities added as voting members of leadership bodies within the NCAA. So pretty neat, some some pretty neat new things. Um, Just to kind of go through our day a little, we started the convention, like like we said, attending the Division I session, and that was led by Jerry Moorhead, who's the UGA president. And um, so, you know, we like him. Obviously, we're in Georgia. And then also, he was a member of the NCAA working group on name, image, and likeness. So, again, we were coming at this from a perspective of mm-hmm. NIL. So, we liked that he was yeah, uh, it's, in charge. You, ever, you try to find, you know, when you're tuning in, stuff that's that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finally got some with that. It was good. Yes. But he was the one who reminded us that the polls close in five seconds. He was, he was very particular about it. <laughs> a very prompt man. Yes. I wonder what his morning routine's like. Do you think his coffee maker wakes him up, or do you think he wakes his coffee Ooh. maker up? Like you got to oh. turn on at six a.m. <laughs> or else you're not getting coffee. Um, so I guess kind of moving forward, each division um, for these articles. So kind of this afternoon session. Each division would present, or sorry, in the morning, still, I'm still losing it too, um, would present an article of the draft constitution at a time, and then the members would discuss kind of what was brought up. And finally, like we'd mentioned earlier, a poll was given on, like a little straw poll was taken on what they talked about. And um, so it was kind of like a little back and forth Q&A session with a poll. Mm-hmm. And all this data was collected. And so kind of in the afternoon sessions, 
they reported their findings. So I guess each head of each kind of division, one, two, and three, um, was t- was taken took down the information from the straw polls and kind of said, all right, later on, all the divisions are together. And they start saying like, okay, 50% were okay with part of this or mm-hmm. 62% were fine with some of it or generally supporting it. Just kind of vague, a kind of a mm-hmm. kind of, what are they called? Just terms that kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't, does it really Somewhat help anybody out? Likely, yeah, like, yeah. Like hesitantly liking it. It's kind of, <laughs> it's like a way to get positive favor in, on your side without anybody having to commit to it. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I generally like this. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, so, yeah, do you want to talk about the articles real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I guess before we break down the articles, just like you were saying, Wheeler, um, you know, so each division in the first session had this time, which if you're dealing with that many schools, honestly, I thought that was a pretty decent way to do it. Yeah. They gave everyone a chance to ask questions. You could either actually – it was on Zoom, so you could either actually, like, ask your question or you can send it in. But each division took time to go through every article and bring up points that they thought were important to discuss or concerns they had. And then they took notes. There was an intermission where everyone, you know, got to go eat lunch, take a break, get a snack or whatever, and then came back and then basically compared notes over everything. So the leaders of each of those three meetings came back together, recited what was discussed, and then kind of overall questions were asked. Dealing with that many schools, I, I really thought it, it was pretty – it was a pretty special They did a great job. Convention. I, I completely agree. <laughs> um, but so the articles, this is kind of what we have picked out. Again, we're really leaning towards paying attention to the NIL portion. They're doing a lot kind of as we mentioned before. But so article one, so we'll just kind of go through it like they went through it in these sessions. So article one, some key things that we'd want to highlight is – This really outlines the principles of the NCAA. Um, And within this section, it's noted that student athletes may not be compensated by a member institution, but may receive educational benefits and benefit from the commercialization of their name, image, and likeness in accordance with guidelines established by their NCAA division, which that kind of leads us into what we are going to discover more in the Constitution. But it, it really is kind of, we'll find out that Guidance is really going to become up to the individual divisions, mm-hmm. so it's not they're not having one overall Which association. Is so different than kind of what- it could be a little convoluted. It's, so that's that's what's proposed right now. Um, also, just can, can you can you say that again for the listeners because that was a lot. So <laughs> yeah, so basically, you know, again, schools cannot pay players, but players are allowed to benefit from their name, image, and likeness, so they can mm-hmm. sell their nil. But they have to follow the guidelines that are given to them by the div- their division within the NCAA. So like Division One, Division Two, Division yes. Three. So you're saying that kind of by these the Constitution, like this in draft, obviously mm-hmm. still, that there could be, even though we have national guidelines that we're pushing for in Congress, we reported on you mm-hmm. know not too long ago at that that special meeting, we could have Division Two, Division Three, Division One. All serving different name, image, likeness. Yes, and that was some rules issues in the same Bill of Rights in the mm-hmm. same Constitution. But odd, it just seems like the whole. I thought we were trying to go for one thing for everybody. Well, and people did bring up issues with yeah. well, what happens if my school has is in different divisions for different sports? That's a great point. Yeah, who and was it? Um, so it was someone. In, uh, what school was that? It was an excellent question. There yeah. was a very good question. Everyone that got on hockey. had had very good. Yeah, they're Division One hockey and Division Three in 
you name it, all mm-hmm. the other sports. Um, and so they had that question. It was exactly right. It's like, which, what do I do in this situation? Do I, do I, do my hockey players follow different mm-hmm. rules than my, uh, you know, my softball players? Uh, very interesting. So that was that's going to be interesting for everyone that's following, and it's going to be a little trickier because now we're getting a little bit more convoluted. So that's Article 1. Article yeah. 2 highlights that each division will need to develop regulations to ensure consistency among member institutions regarding the use of student-athlete NIL and to prevent the exploitation of student-athletes or abuses by others that are outside the school. So it's just protecting the student-athlete. Again, it's talking about how the divisions are now going to be in charge. There's not yeah. the overall association isn't necessarily going to be in charge. Now we're going to be looking toward the board of directors of division one, the president's council D two president's council of D three, and then whatever body underneath them is coming out with things. Yeah. I also kind of took that as, um, you know, the schools are going to have to keep records of their NIL deals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, everything that they do, they're going to have to uh, really to maintain their compliance, their annual compliance. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're going to have to, in some way, shape, or form, you know, report what their student athletes are doing. So that's going to be interesting for all like the, you know, you want to have these student athletes have independence and and go places on their own and be entrepreneurs, but kind of reporting everything back. It's like doing double accounting almost. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of a, that's a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. So another part of article two that's, that's interesting is it also says that each conference We'll need to maintain written policies for licensing, marketing, sponsorship, advertising, and other commercial agreements that may be involved with the use of student-athlete NIL. And then the conferences will have to provide this to the student-athletes. So now these athletes are going to have to be, you know, there's, we asked for more guidance. (laughs) We're getting more guidance. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so now, you know, guided by the division, by the conference, and your individual school. So that's, that's a lot to keep track of. Um, and also this, in this section, um, this is great. As we had mentioned before, student athletes are proposed to have a voting representation on the NCAA board of governors and also on the division one board of directors, division two and three council of presidents. So that's really awesome. So now this, they, there was a lot of time spent, I thought on making sure that student athletes had a voice and that's why they brought the SAC in. Um, so I think that was, that was really awesome. It seems like, again, we weren't there for every step of the way, but this seems like they're really trying to make an effort to have the student athletes voice be heard. So, yeah. And, but I wonder how that's done. I mean, they, nobody's mentioned the, so it's, it's nice to say, yeah, students have a voice, they have a voice, they have a voice. Oh, they're going to have a voice, but where is it coming from? You know, are they going to go through their compliance department? Are they going through the athletic department and they're going to speak on their behalf? I mean, so SAC, went around polling people. Did they have like a... They did have town hall sessions. So you have have like a call-in kind of deal? And they also... So there's also... um, Within the Constitution, it's proposed that there could be like a faculty representation. They're trying to get the student-athletes help um, with additional representation. So I think that could be helpful because that's a great question. You know, how will... How exactly will this look in practice? Yeah, how does it go up? Yeah. You know, how does it go up chain of command? If it's, you know, or if it concerns, you just want concerns to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And maybe not like the same day, but I, they'll have a process in place. I'm interested to kind of see mm-hmm. how that learns. Oh, no, I think that's, that's, that's such, a good, such a good point. It's pretty cool. Okay, so then th- these last through, I'll kind of buzz through because it's not necessarily as, you know, appropriate for what we're talking about but so snoozers article, <laughs> so article three talks about finance and how resources will be allocated between the different divisions so 
Again, very interesting, but not necessarily what we were mm -hmm. in this for. Um, Article 4 notes that major infractions will need to be reported annually to the Board of Governors. So just you know, reemphasizing self-reporting. Article 5 notes that changes made to the Constitution will go into effect the first day of August unless another date is approved by two-thirds majority. So... You know, this this means that and that that's also for any future amendments or anything like that. But if this passes in January, then that's when the divisions will have to go about coming up with their own guidance. And then nothing will actually happen until August. Like nothing will be into, into effect until wow. next August of 2022 is the earliest, I guess, unless they pass another date. But this seems like a lot of work. I can't that's imagine it would be sooner. They're going to they're going to try to get it done. Next year. <laughs> you know, I doubt August is even going to happen. Uh, so then Article 6, they it discussed institution control. It notes that if a school has an athletics board or athletics advisory board, it should have administration, faculty members, and student athletes that should make up a majority of that board. So just, again, trying to have guidance on how people really involved with the student athletes experience should be on the board, which is really neat. Yeah. Um, so... I uh I, I don't know I think that's that's super great and promising. But um Those are your six articles. Those are the six articles and that so that's how they went through. They went through and they discussed each article, uh brought up points, very valid points. We really enjoyed it. Um so that was great. Anything else you want to add, Wheeler, because this episode ends in 5 seconds. <laughs> And you gotta over. get your straw poll. <laughs> well, I wish I knew what app he was using. The, the guy, I, so that was the UGA gentleman who was doing that. That's funny. Um, you know, otherwise, I think I'm I'm pretty set here. It was a heck of a, a conference. It really a, was. Um, it's it's kind of seeing uh, seeing this kind of unfold. It's the first draft, and I'll tell you what: for first draft, it was pretty good. Um, I know what I turned in when I turned my first draft. It's, <laughs> it's usually. Uh, <laughs> Just want to get something More of a down. Very on paper. rough draft. Yeah, it's it's rough, and this wasn't rough. This was thought out, and mm -hmm. it looks like they're doing a good job. But still, it's not really taking into account the national stuff. Like to me, what seems like the hard part. Mm -hmm. But they're laying out the Bill of Rights is what they're calling it, the Students' Bill of Rights. So that's like your first six articles right there of the Constitution um, for this Constitution. And uh, yeah, it's just gonna be really interesting to see uh, see everything unfold. See if they meet that August date. I doubt it, but. You know, fingers crossed, cheering for them. Yeah, we'll see. No, it's it's exciting. I think it's an interesting step moving forward, promoting NIL. I think this is great. Um, it was neat to see what all they're trying to change. Yeah. And there were so many things just beyond NIL. Again, that's just what we're focused on for this podcast, but very, very neat. And it was great to see how passionate everyone was. Yeah. Everyone's wanting the best out of this. So. Yeah. It's also interesting seeing how like the, the NCAA is trying to deal with, and even in the institutions, mm -hmm. So how they're dealing with liability and everybody's trying to, cause this is, you know, it's, it's a legal document and it's, 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 you have to follow it. It's word. How they're dealing with all that. It's going to be super interesting to kind of, to follow. Mm -hmm. Cause nobody wanted that. Cause there's a lot of like player safety. They're using words like protect mm -hmm. and like nurture. Mm -hmm. And these are some words that I, I usually wouldn't associate them with like a legal body, mm -hmm. but I mean, yeah, it's truly a bill of rights. And so like who does protection, who does the, you know, the nurturing, is it, you know, what level? Because now we're kind of breaking everything out. Mm -hmm. We have the NCAA on top, we have the divisions, and then we have the conferences and then the actual member institutions. And so they all have a piece of it, but this this puzzle's not put together yet. We have no. a lot to figure out. 
It's an exciting time. Yeah, it really cool. is. We we loved being a member of the press at this event. Yeah, press yeah. pass. We were there with the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, ESPN. ESPN. Let's go <laughs> and name, image, likeness. Woo! The podcast dedicated to the NIL. Yes. Network. Uh, but, so thank you for joining us for this special episode. This was great. We loved kind of jumping in your feed a little bit early. But on Wednesday, so I guess when this comes out tomorrow, when this comes out on Tuesday, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, our actual regularly scheduled episode will come out. We spoke with Zoe Goodson, the head men's basketball coach at Rhodes College. It's a really great episode. He is so fun. And we loved getting his take on, you know, the perspective of the NIL world from men's basketball. Yeah. So Cool, fun fact about that. Our uh, past two guests, Mark Ingram was athletic director at, at UAB, University of Alabama at Birmingham, and uh, Zoe Goodson at Rhodes. They actually played basketball. Um, they played against each other this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Like they, they, Our two past guests are already, you know, dueling it out Ooh, on the court. We're sparking some serious competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little bit of a blowout, but it looks like Rhodes put up 70. That's pretty damn good. Darn huh? good. Pretty darn good. But, you know, remember to rate and review the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Name Image Likeness Podcast and on Twitter at VictoryFi1. Thank you, everyone. See you on Wednesday. Thank you. See you later. Name Image Likeness is part of the Palm Tree Podco Network of Podcasts. The show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer. Thanks to the team at VictoryFi for creating the content for this week's episode.